What's up, Steeler Nation? This is Rashad Coward here. Listen to SteelerNation.com podcast. Hello, Steeler Nation, and welcome to your Steeler Nation podcast, part of the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network and sponsored by Total Sports Enterprises. I'm your host, G Stryker, and happy Earth Day, Steeler Nation. Not sure what you're up to today, but I handed out 200 potted flowers at Howard University in Washington, D.C., I hope you're all doing your part today. We only have one planet. Welcome to the team, David Corley, William & Mary quarterback from Mike Tomlin's alma mater. This is the Pittsburgh Steelers' first ever assistant quarterback in team history. So normally we've had one. Let's go through a quick rundown because a lot of times I'm seeing some tweets, talking to you guys in some forums. You guys think that Mike Sullivan's the only quarterback coach we've ever had. We've had a bunch, and we've had it all throughout history. Our first one being Babe Babe Perilli, 1971 and 1973. Charlie Sumner was in between in 72. Then we didn't have one. So that's that's at least, I guess, to develop Bradshaw, and that helped out with that. Um, didn't have another one until Tom Moore in 1984 to 89 probably to help out with Malone and Bubby Brister then we didn't have another one until 1997 and 1998 for Cordell Stewart had another gap after 98 to 2001 to 2003 I know we had Maddox around then drafted Ben in nine in uh 2004 but that was Mark Whipple Mark Whipple was our quarterback coach in 2004 five and six. Then he left the team. Ken Anderson with the old Cincinnati quarterback who played the Super Bowl the first time Cincinnati Bengals made the Super Bowl against San Francisco. Um, He was our quarterback's coach then from 2007 to 2009. So he won a Super Bowl. Mark Whipple won a Super Bowl when Ben was in his second year. And when Ben was a rookie, he was the quarterback's coach. Then Anderson won one the second time. Then Randy Feekner became the quarterback's coach in 2010. He is the longest tenured quarterback quarterbacks coach in NFL in Pittsburgh Steelers history. Don't let me get ahead of myself now. 2010 to 2019, 10 seasons. So he was with the team a long time before he became an offensive coordinator. Coached the team to one Super Bowl. Obviously, we lost that one to Green Bay. Matt Canada was the quarterback coach in 2020 before being elevated to offensive coordinator and now we have Mike Sullivan not the coach of the Pittsburgh Penguins but the coach quarterbacks coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers adding on the first assistant quarterbacks coach underneath of Mike Sullivan being David Corley now what does this say to you I mean hey yeah we got two quarterbacks coach whatever this is a big deal guys Steelers only have two quarterbacks on the roster. We're trying to develop quarterbacks now. This means to me, by signing an assistant quarterbacks coach, the Steelers are taking a quarterback in the first or second round this year. First round, I'm thinking the target might be Malik Willis. Second round, target Ritter or Pickett. Pickett might drop all the way to second round now. It's crazy. But Ritter... My all-time favorite for this draft. I'll talk about it a little bit later, but that's the way I see it going. That's the writing on the wall, Steeler Nation. You don't get a second quarterback coach and not pick up a quarterback early in the draft. Go to Vegas, 
put your money down on the lines first and second round. You're making money this year, and it's just from that pickup. So welcome to the team, David Corley. Hopefully you can help out all of our quarterbacks, including Trubisky and Rudolph, and whichever new quarterbacks we bring into the team. So another guy I want to welcome to the team is Miles Boykin. Coming over, fair weather player from the birds over in Baltimore. Happy to have him on the team now. Uh, big guy, six foot four, 220 pounds, super long arms. Uh, it, he really sparky guy. When he was at the combine, he was number eight, I think, for, or ninth, I'm sorry, in the 40 yard dash, get, giving a very fast 4 4 40. Uh, at that size, that's blistering for a 6'4 receiver. First in the vertical, jumped out of the building with his 43.5-inch vertical for all wide receivers. Second in the long jump by one inch, failed by one inch to be the number one, but 11 feet, 8 inches is insane. Over 10 is great. Over 11 is insane. 11, 8, elite. That's elite numbers there. Uh, also was third of all wide receivers in that draft in the 20-yard shuttle. Was missed first place by .04 seconds, which is less than a blink of an eye. Less than that. <laughs> so, great stuff. Not a good bench, but he's got super long arms. Everybody knows long arms. Tougher to bench with longer arms. Not really going to hold that against him. But what I liked about him... In college, I went back and looked at his film. Obviously, he doesn't have a whole lot of film with Baltimore, but the Steelers picked him up for a reason. His film in college, I love the way he turns around to face the ball, high points it with his huge body, puts his arms out in front of himself with long... That's usually not heard of for big-bodied, tall receivers. A lot of body catchers, that stuff happens. We had that in Hamilton the one year. He was a complete body catcher. Couldn't catch the ball otherwise. But this guy's getting his long arms out ahead of him, catching the ball with that window between his thumb and his index finger, just like this, making that diamond. Putting the ball in there, and when he's got those long arms out there, he's boxing out with that big body. Nobody in trail position can make a play on the football. That's what I like about his film. Love it. Also does a good job of getting it in traffic. Didn't have a whole lot of route running, in my opinion. But with that quick 22-cone uh, uh, drill, he should be able to have a full root tree. Underutilized in Baltimore may be the byproduct of Lamar Jackson being a playmaker, not necessarily going with the first read. Receivers have to break plays kind of figure out what he's doing, try to get open. And it's a tougher situation to play in because his numbers were not as good as a receiver. I mean, he's definitely going to be a Z receiver on our team, backing up Claypool, just like Washington was. Um, don't think he's going to be possession flexible. Don't see him as a slot receiver yet. But with that two-cone drill, maybe we can get him on the inside a little bit. I'm seeing him right now strictly as a fourth wide receiver. Uh, and like the way that looks. Um, downside, he's had 33 catches in 40 games. That's a red flag to me. Uh, tough productivity, but I will give a shout out to Superman over on the SteelerNation.com forum. 
that quantified those numbers for us between James Washington and Miles Boykin. And what he's seen out of Washington had far more targets than Boykin. Um, In fact, Washington saw 38 targets in his lowest year. Boykin's best year, he had 33 targets. Might be a benefit of the system. Might be a benefit of that mobile quarterback trying to make plays, checking down the ball a lot. Uh, Washington's overall catch rate was less than Boykin's, 58.9 to 52.3. And we're often confused why Washington would, would let the easy catches be dropped while be able to pick up the ball out from between two defenders with Boykin. Uh, so they're similar players, but Boykin may have slightly better hands. I definitely think he definitely has better hands than Washington. So I'll slightly disagree with your slightly better hands, way better hands than Washington. Um, Boykin ran a four, four Washington ran a four, five, four. So 10th of a second slower. Thank you so much for soup for providing us that information. Guys go to steamernation.com, sign up for the forum, fun, fun conversations. Guys give great, great information, but I see him as being a huge special teams contributor. Also, huge uh, statistic thrown out last night in the vidcast by our Steeler Nation fans. He is the number three best blocking wide receiver in the league, according to Pro Football Focus. Definitely got his numbers up last year for being a special teams contributor. Punt coverage, kick coverage, uh, hands teams. Uh, maybe maybe get him into their block kicks, block punts as well with that long frame. We'll have to see. But 68% of the snaps for the Ravens on special teams, that means he's a special teams contributor. That's why the Steelers didn't allow him to clear waivers. They put in a waiver claim. They picked up that $2.5 million contract. It's a steal. It's a steal for the potential of this guy. I like to see what he can do this year for the Steelers. So. Guys, we're getting close to the, the draft. This is our last podcast before the draft actually starts because next week I'll be recapping our first round draft pick and going into depth about it. But right now, you guys want to hear my mock? I'm going off of the CBS mock draft. We did it over at SteelerNation.com in the football forum. CBA, CBS mock draft, they had... It doesn't matter. Just check out the CBS mock draft. They did a seven-round mock. This is my mock draft according to that draft and best player available in the first round at pick 20. I went with the defensive tackle out of Georgia, Jordan Davis. Quarter, best cornerbacks were taken. Hamilton was taken. Malik Davis was taken. The wide receivers I liked were taken. So considered a lave here, but I went Jordan Davis because we have to take the value there. He's a big body. This guy's going to be a difference maker in the run game. Maybe not great at rushing the passer yet, but he is quick, fast. He can learn to do it with guys to learn from like TJ Watt and Hayward right to his right. I think this guy will be harassing some quarterbacks in the near future. If he is drafted by the Steelers in the first round, my second round pick, the way this draft fell, I ended up getting my top quarterback that I liked in this draft. And that's Desmond Ritter out of Cincinnati. I like his playmaking ability. He's accurate. Accuracy to me is number one for drafting a quarterback, but he is also mobile. 
very, very mobile quarterback, can get touchdowns with his feet, can extend plays with his feet. Give me Desmond Ritter in the second round. That way we don't have to give that big first round pick to him because we got a great talent that dropped to us in Davis. My third round pick, I went with Khalil Shakur out of Boise State. This guy has explosive slot receiver written all over him. And I've been saying that's a need for the Steelers. We do not have a slot receiver right now. So I pick up Khalil because I want a slot guy that's not small. CBS mocked Austin. Austin's way too small, like a Dree Archer, Chris Rainey guy. 170 pounds, 5'8". No way in the NFL. Zero chance of getting that kind of guy. Give me Khalil Shakir. I want a guy that comes off, also plays punt and kick return, can run the football. This would be a nice diverse piece for the Matt Canada offense that I'm looking forward to seeing now that we're done with this Ben Roethlisberger offense in his later years. Pick 138. I went strong safety, which is a big position of need on this team. It's the only open hole at a full-time starting position that we have currently. And I went with the strong safety out of Louisiana, Percy Butler. Hard hitter. Excellent special teams player. Fast as hell. Has the side and speed to play in the NFL. Give me a guy that's going to make the team on special teams. Pair him with a playmaker like like Minka Fitzpatrick. This guy's going to make plays. Other than the guy that was just there next to him with Edmonds in the previous years, I want to see Percy Butler in there in this draft. Pick 208. I go out and I grab my running back. A little earlier than I wanted to, but when you're grabbing the Walter Payton Award winner from FCS football, you get Pierre Strong running back out of South Dakota State, and that is the guy I want coming in toting the rock to back up Najee Harris. Great, great value. This is a thick draft, guys. I'm getting this guy with my first seventh. Second seventh, I'm going with a fun pick. Guy that we probably will end up grabbing as an undrafted rookie free agency in actuality, but I pick him with the last pick. I grab Cameron Hayward's brother out of Michigan. Tight end. Might be a third tight end, might be a backup fullback, definitely a special teams player. Great chance to make this team on special teams. He's just an athletic guy. Steelers need to find a place for this guy. But it would be nice to get a diverse player, maybe working into the tight end room, maybe working in, definitely working into the fullback room, helping out Derek Watt as well with our running game because we're going to be a running offense as a Najee Harris offense next year, Steeler Nation. And I pick up Mr. Hayward out of Michigan with my last pick. What say you, Steeler Nation? Make sure you shout at me at Steeler Nate at SN Striker on Twitter and Instagram. We'll chat about it there and have some fun with it. Now it's time to take questions from Steeler Nation. Go to SteelerNation.com. Sign up for the football forum. It is free. I take all of my questions from there. First one's from Litos. Is the Steelers front office worried at all about the defensive line? I don't know, like maybe to it situation might be a, the biggest question mark. Like I said in an earlier podcast, I think with Haskins passing to it, coming back can help the team deal with loss while to it helps with the loss with his brother as, as well. The synergy there makes sense. I'm optimistic that to it is returning, but still a concern. Nose tackle would be the other one. Alu Alu's getting up there in years. 
Coming off a season-ending injury out for week two, missed the entire season, essentially. But they did resign Adams as well. So not really a need, but you saw my mock draft. I grabbed Davis. I take that kind of value with an older guy that's going to work his way out. This guy's probably might bump Adams off of the roster if he gets drafted. Would be an interesting pickup, but we'd have to see what happens. Next question from Litos. Are they interested in a heavy in heavy investing ver- during the draft for line? I mean, I'd say Davis is the excellent option. Uh, I just don't see him getting past the Ravens. That's the toughest thing because this guy has, has um, oh my gosh, Haloti Nada written all over him. That's what he looks like to me. He is just an absolute space eater. And if he gets to the point where he uses that speed to get to the quarterback as well, look out, man. This guy's going to be special. I, I really like that Davis pickup. And that's that's one I'd like to grab in the first round if he's there. Um, how comfortable do they feel with cornerbacks? Well, me personally, I'm fine with the corners. Uh, they've got Sutton, Witherspoon, and uh, Levi on the edge. Sutton, Norwood, and Mallette in the slot. I'm fine with all that option. Really, I don't see a need at all. Uh, maybe bring back Hayden for depth. That'd be fine with that at a reduced contract. But I'm fine if, if like a if a corner like McDuffie drops in your lap, I take him. I absolutely take him. And that's the guy I took in the fans draft. That's the way that draft unfolded. And I took I took uh, McDuffie as the Steelers pick in our fan draft. But that'll be coming out soon. I'll be posting that on social media when that gets released. Would they look for an exclusive nickel cornerback or a guy that can play both inside and outside? Well, McDuffie is a guy that can play inside and outside. That's the kind of guy I would take that early in the draft. Um, But yeah, I also see them kind of developing Norwood. And for him to start last year in his first game as the slot corner being a seventh round draft pick, I'm interested to see what he can do again this year too. I'm, I'm kind of high on that. Um, strong safety. Who might they be interested in? in? Obviously Hamilton. They, that would be the wet dream pick for the Pittsburgh Steelers. If they find a way to get Hamilton out of Notre Dame, that fills the biggest need with the best athlete in the draft. Some of them, NFL.com has him listed as the top athlete in the draft. A lot of th- teams are like mocking him dropping all the way to 20. That insane. It's a strong safety is not a priority. Otherwise, I look at Brisker uh, later out of Penn State. I think he's got some good potential on day two. Uh, later, I look at Lake or the guy I just mentioned in the draft, uh, Percy as well. Uh, Percy Butler. I think that's a great strong safety option as well later in the draft. Next question, wide receiver room, high investment or investment or mid-round? I'm a day two guy for wide receiver. Unless a stud drops in round one, I, I, I honestly think they're going to pick it up with their second or third round pick. Definitely think they're going to take a wide receiver. But I could be wrong, but it would be a slot receiver when they take one. Do they feel okay with current depth at offensive tackle? I think they're fine with the starters. I I think Moore and Chooks are capable starters in the NFL. Having uh, Haig as well as a swing backup, not a big deal. No problem bringing in a depth rookie to also play swing, possibly extra tackle, maybe supplant one of them as a starter in the near future. Always fine with that, but I don't think it's a necessity. I think it's a luxury at this point. A uh, Cooley man joining in. How you doing, Cooley? Biggest need going into the draft: wide receiver, 
cornerback or nose tackle. I think it's I think it's none of those. Honestly, the wide receiver, it's slot. Slot is not a starting position. Cornerback, I went over. I think it would be a depth pick at cornerback. Nose tackle, a guy that plays 35%, one-third of the snaps, not necessarily a need. The biggest need is strong safety. We have a big hole there. No starter at strong safety on the roster unless Curtis Joseph might be that guy who's on the roster. Would like to see if he can get into the mix there. But I'm going strong safety as being the biggest need, followed by a slot receiver, then nose tackle. Yeah, to me, just cornerback is too much of a luxury to be the biggest need, but still wouldn't be against them taking one in the first or second if a huge talent drops. Got to take BPA. That's the way Steelers draft because we build by the draft. Next question by Cooley. Do you think any of the quarterbacks are worth a shot at number 20? That's a great question. Uh, For me personally, I think diverse-wise, And for ceiling, Willis, to me, is the only one that I would take at 20. Only one. Ritter, if he drops to two, I'd take him at two. I'd even consider Pickett at two. I would. But later on in the draft is probably where I go for quarterback. If I'm getting BPAs, Zap, I like a lot. Great, great small school quarterback blows the metrics of all these other quarterbacks that we've been talking about out of the water. More passing yardage, more touchdowns, better completion percentage, higher quarterback rating. We might get the best best quarterback in the draft in the fifth or sixth round, being a small school guy. Strong, I could see them picking them up in the fifth as well too. Somebody later in the draft, but they definitely need to draft a quarterback with what happened and only having two on the roster right now. Uh, Steeler man, question coming up from you. I've pretty well accepted the fact that the Steelers will go quarterback depending on who was left. I was hoping if it had been that it would be Ritter in the second. With you there, man. He is pulling that late surge, and I don't think he will be there as far as their second pick and will more than likely go in the first. Do you think the Steelers will trade up for their guy, panic, or stay at 20? Personally, for quarterback-wise, they're staying pat. If they move up at all in the draft on day one, I think it's for Kyle Hamilton out of Notre Dame because that's the biggest need. Guy is off the charts, talented, rated as the top guy, top draft prospect by NFL.com. I mean, you don't let that guy go. If he falls to 12, 15, you move up and grab that guy. That would be an awesome pickup for the Pittsburgh Steelers, but... I'm not moving up for a quarterback at all. Maybe in later rounds, moving up. But yeah, strong safety is just too much of a need. Quarterback is not. So thank you all, Steeler Nation, for your great questions. Give it up to our sponsor. Go visit TS uh, Total Sports Enterprises at TSEshop.com. Follow them on Twitter, Total Sports, at Total Sports ENT. They're giving away jerseys, signed jerseys every week. Follow them. Thank you so much, Total Sports Enterprises. Follow our vidcast. Usually it's on Tuesdays or Wednesdays at 7 p.m. It's a Q&A, open Q&A. I take all your questions live on the air. Super fun show. You never know what direction it's going to take. Check out great Pittsburgh sports content at DKPittsburghSports.com. Follow all the great DK Pittsburgh sports podcasts at DKPS Podcasts Twitter. Can't wait for it. 
Read our great Pittsburgh Steeler-focused articles at SteelerNation.com. Follow Steeler Nation on Twitter at Steeler Nation, Instagram at SteelerNation.com, YouTube, YouTube.com slash SteelerNation, or follow the podcast on Twitter at underscore SN Podcast or Steeler Nation Podcast on Instagram, or follow me at SN Striker right there <laughs> on Twitter or Instagram. Thanks for joining us on the Steeler Nation Podcast, sponsored by Total Sports Enterprises, part of the great DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network. I'm your host, G Striker, rooting along with you as always. Go Steelers!